Hey, I'm Persian. And I'm Michelle. And you're listening to Good Goods. It's a good, good podcast where we design and sometimes make the good is good. I think we're ready to get back down into just some good, pure design, um, untainted by the ideologies of some of our other projects. All right. Yeah, some good old-fashioned good goods, just like our forefathers did, made. Um, so I guess... I think there's like a lot of design juice to mine from, you know, recent activities. And I guess the biggest one being, you know, you're moving into California and Good Goods California is starting up and business picking up. But there's like things we admit we need and things like we can't find versions of in the world that sort of meet our needs and our high standards of excellence. My latest issue has just been um, I need chairs. Like, I don't have any chairs right now. I'm sitting on a bed as I record this, um, which is a surface it's just all I can really go for. It's just hard to find chair. And I mean, I guess there's a lot of different kinds of chairs out there. Um, I'm looking for chairs, just, just the state, you know, there's like office chairs where you sit for, you want to sit for a very long time and feel official and productive. And you have lounge chairs where maybe you're sitting in the sun or you're reclining in a lazy boy or whatever. Uh, I j- just like regular ass chairs. Um, I, I have a dining table picked out. I need some chairs to go at it. They don't need to do anything special. To narrow this down, like you just mentioned, like lots of different ways to sit, reasons to sit, but also different types of chairs. Like they have, they're designed for a specific need. Like what, what specific type of chair do you think like the world really kind of doesn't have a great version of? I don't, I mean, I think, I think it is the dining chair, but I, I think dining is, is sort of too narrow a, a realm to give this chair. Because if I say the word chair to you, this is the kind of chair you're envisioning. Just just a regular chair, um, probably four legs. Doesn't doesn't bend in any sort of special way. It just it just sits there. It's a surface you can sit on it, um, and and it needs to it needs to fill like a pretty wide realm of needs because you know how heavy are the guests that are going to be sitting on it? Who knows? Um, how what are they going to be doing there? Maybe you're going to be planning a project, drafting something on your dining table. Maybe you're going to be eating. How long is the meal? Is it two minutes? Is it three hours so it's not so much a dining chair as it is a chair that can go with a dining table right it, you can use just, a dining table for things that aren't food it's true yeah and i mean i think i don't know my family is definitely the type that like it's always papers on the dining table and you're working mm. on stuff but like that's like your communal surface in the house to to do things at it's just it's just a regular ass surface with with some regular ass chairs and i can't fucking find one that i want which sucks I mean, okay, so I'm doing up my tie, mm-hmm. real official-like. I can see. And I think I should mention that, like, I think it's about time for us to do chairs. Like, you hear about, like, famous architects. They design some buildings. They design the Guggenheim. And then they want to make a thing for humans to buy. Well, a version of humans. And they're like, the first thing I'm going to make is a designery chair. Like, a dope-ass chair that, like, looks like the Guggenheim. Is it like um, uh, wallets on Kickstarter? It's, like, an accessible thing everybody needs. It's like if wallets were on Design Within Reach and was not, were not in reach. Ah, uh, yeah. Like, you want to pay $2,000 for a chair? Someone's oh, got you. Yeah, they're all out and there. And that chair is going to be shit. It's going to, like, look crazy and be uncomfortable. They're all uncomfortable. I mean, it's just, you'd think that comfort would be the most, the key. But you know what's upsetting is, like, I have, like, I want, if I'm going to pay 200 to 500 for a chair, I want it to be noticeably better than a log. And most of the time they're not. A log is steady and you could sit on it and it doesn't move around. I mean, if you're sitting on it upright, if you're sitting on it the other way, it will roll. We've got the butt part on lock from nature. 
it's human ingenuity that gives us the back part. Right. Well, and like, I would say that like, ideally, you want a chair that gives you a little, gives your butt a little help. Because like, otherwise, you know, why don't we just sit on counters? Why don't we sit anywhere? We, you know, ideally, you want a little bit of, uh, you want a reason to sit on a chair. A butt a reason, reason, if you will. Do you think a chair should like aspire to like, like, oh, I came home from a hard day at work. I could sit on my couch, but man, this chair that I have is like so great that it like something about it compels me to like think of it as almost a leisure activity to sit on this chair. Yeah. Is that a direction you think we should go in? I'm kind of into that. I mean, um, I'm going to take my direction here as I do for many things house related um, from The Sims in which, you know, I think a lot of times a Sim will come home from work and they'll just sit in whatever chair is available. And, you know, there's like your your couch, which has plus plus to comfort or whatever they do for the stats there. But also sometimes they just sit at the dining room table because they're hungry and like that, you know, they, they weren't. Uh, uh, why, why do we have chairs that aren't armchairs if we're looking, unless we're looking for more than just like that, that sink into it, chair eats you comfort. What's the opposite of sloth? Sloth is one of the seven deadly sins. Are there seven um, uh, like life-giving goodness? Seven, what's the opposite of a sin? seven bounties right seven beauteous works uh good oh, values the seven wonders of the world but inside us what, what would you say those are um oh um i guess the, yeah well the opposite of chastity the opposite of lust is chastity so that's probably one Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. is it maybe it's not though maybe well i mean not really, because chastity implies like zero. It's like zero. Right. It's like well, all and or lust, nothing. lust is like coveting uh, someone sexually, I think. Um, and like chastity doesn't necessarily imply that you're not coveting them sex sex sexually. It's just like how you go about. Right. It. Yeah. So maybe it's really just like platonic relationships. I guess is the opposite what of lust. What if it's just charmingness? Like, um, like you know, like you're a smooth operator. You're suave. You you kind of leave a little bit of mystery, and it's like. <laughs> what if you're yeah, sexually right. attracted to that person? <laughs> <laughs> well, then I guess that makes me a very nice person. Oh, fair enough. Okay, so being being really nice um, is a good thing. That's the opposite of being of being lustful, apparently. I don't think. No, no, no. I think being. I I was proposing that being like charming is the opposite of being lustful. Yeah, I, oh, I guess. Well, no, charm. Wait, no, wait. Lustful is like I lust after the person. Yeah. Um, charming is like I make that person charmed by me. So it has to be like... Oh, I see. Inducing lust is the opposite of feeling lustful. Yeah. Okay. Mm. Maybe maybe the opposite to all the seven deadly sins is to make someone else feel that. The opposite of... Oh, of so just being rage seductive. Rage or whatever. Right. Being seductive. The opposite of gluttony is to be a chef. Yeah. Um, the opposite... Rage is trash talk. And cutting uh, people off on Yeah, highways. and like being really annoying. Um, the opposite of pride is to um, give people compliments, I think. Oh, Just really yeah, like talk them up. Build up that pride. Yeah, yeah, the opposite of envy is to be really cool. Presume. Mm, and make other people, people will be feel envious, envious yeah. of you. Fighting uh, fire with fire. Yeah, the opposite like of... Jesus. The opposite of um, sloth is to drug people, I guess. Um, you'd be like a drug dealer, like a pusher. Yeah, or... yeah. Or I was Wait, just thinking, sloth like, happen, it's sloth from food or from drugs. Uh, no. So, well, it's just not. I guess it's just being lazy. I was thinking like being sleepy, oh, but but um, I don't think being sleepy is actually a sin. I think uh, it's. I being mean, lazy. that's definitely my sin. <laughs> yeah, I know, I love right? Being sleep. God. Um. No. Yeah. Uh. Now I think about it. Um. Sloth is more being like like oh I should do that but I'm not gonna. 
How do you make people not want to do things? Not want to do things? You make them really hard. Like if you if you bring it back a little bit, <laughs> I if think you, that's um, lust inducing, Fraser. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, I know what you mean. You make things complicated. So I guess being yeah, like if we put a spike in our chair, mm, that would no one you would know, ever make, sit there. Exactly. Yeah, and they'd be slothful towards our brilliant chair. Yeah. So I guess the opposite of sloth is um, bureaucracy. Yeah. Yeah, I can see that. Okay, so there you have it. We've created the seven created a new religion wonders of the human spirit. Yeah, I mean, I think a person that embodies all of those qualities. Hmm. Actually, though, I don't know if that's a good person. No, I don't think it is. <laughs> I thought that was the bit we were but doing. But they're they're pretty hot. They're not good things, but they are super hot. Yeah, and yeah. you're like, oh, like they're so good, Ugh. and they give me so many compliments. You want to believe they're and they good. cook so much good food. Um, but it's secretly because they want to make you a ter- feel terrible person. Like, yeah, so you got to question their motives. Yeah, everything everyone's kind of got that, don't they? Someone who like they hate, but it's not for any like good reasons. You know, you're not like, oh, they kick puppies. You're like, I just, I hate how good they are, and they have all this stuff. Oh yeah, you you definitely want to get up in that. Yeah, uh, but, but yeah, like like hate fucking, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He'd be yeah yeah. I don't I don't know if you're like if you're a bottom, can you like. Can you can you be also like um, emotionally like a top where you're sort of like, I'll be the bottom. But really, we both know like it's just I'm only the bottom because like I want you to know that like I don't need to be physically on top can... to actually be on. top. Right. No, I, that's definitely a thing like being pushier, even if you are also uh, receiving. That's yeah. That's okay. I'm pretty okay. sure I'm so. not exactly my area of experience, but, you know, um, Anyway, we are pretty far afield. Oh, but so how do we make, so we, maybe we shouldn't make a chair that embodies a person that you actually, you hate. Um, yeah, yeah. Because no, I don't. Wouldn't be great. I, I think that's a chair that you like see in the window and you're like, yeah, that's like such a fucking great chair, but you're not going to buy that unless you just like really want to live with a lot of bitterness in your life. Um, hmm. Yeah. I mean, I could see a version of that where like you, you walk by a window of like a very fancy shop and you see this chair and you're like, oh my God, it's the best chair ever. But then you find out after you like build your hopes up that it's like $10,000. But then you take the next crazy step and you like start selling drugs and get into prostitution. And then eventually you raise up that money and you get the chair, but you realize your family has left you and like everybody hates you because you sold them drugs. In order to get this chair, you have to become the person that you hate. Yeah. Yeah. Let's not and make that. We don't that. necessarily want. Th- okay. No. Let's not make. Let's that. not All make right. that chair. I'm with it. Um. Let's make a chair that. Well. So. So we don't want a chair that embodies the seven deadly sins. We don't want a chair that embodies the opposite of the seven deadly nope. sins. They're also pretty deadly. Yeah. It turns out. Um. You have. Then you just have to live with your consequences instead of dying with them. I guess. Um, yeah. How, how... I mean, I still like the idea of making a chair for dining. Yeah. Yeah, I mean... Like, what if we focused instead? We were just like... You're just going to eat want, this chair. You're going to eat, and it's going to, like... It's going to enhance the food somehow. Like, it's a food for dining. Not even a food... For, like, I think we think of dining table chairs or dining chairs as a thing that goes with a dining table. But what if we take the table out of the equation and we're like, no matter what you eat on or where you eat, if you're on this dining chair... It'll make the food taste better. It'll make the experience better. I mean, I, I like the concept. How do we do that? Okay. So <laughs> let's, let's go back to first principles. Okay. 
so I have this theory. It's not really a theory because I kind of believe it that like if you have to have like the best Michelin star, like, you know, awesome meal. I'm not a foodie, so I don't know these words. Mm, like with foie gras right. and, yeah. and truffles and shit. These are all and words. gold flakes. Mm-hmm. Um, with someone you hate, it'll be the worst meal ever. But uh, if you have like a shitty, crappy meal with somebody you like or potentially like, then it's actually a really good meal. Oh, yeah. Um, like it's not even about the food. There's a... There's a... Shoot. Fuck. I was going to make a cool reference and I don't remember it now. Um, but no, I think there's like a, a Zen cone or something that's basically like, um, the, that like every part, there's some principle that like every part of the meal, the, every part of the experience flavors the food. Um, Ooh. I, I, see now I want a little, here's what I'm going to do. I like, it's, it's that mystical wisdom that we're bringing back for modern times. There, there's, so there's this like idea that like, like every part of your experience is is part of what makes a meal good and in order to like capitalize on that like there are there's um buddhist dining places you can like go in there's some place in the east village in new york where you live um you don't live in the east village but you live in new york um where you can go and it's like specifically like organized around like feng shui and like zen principles and all of the plates are chosen very specifically and the setup of the room is chosen very specifically. And, and not only is the food crafted with a lot of care, but the way in which it's presented and the way in which the waiters treat you um, and all of this stuff is supposed to help create the experience of eating that food. And that's supposed to be what uh. makes it so good. And I did go there once. And by the way, when I got home, I felt like really high and I hadn't like, I like I, I don't have any explanation for it. It was a really weird night. Yeah, how could we bring this we... experience to a chair? Yeah, well, do, I don't know if you want to feel like like literally mind blown every time you eat dinner in your own house. Like maybe that's kind of a one time. Okay, maybe once, it's more like one, like um instead of like thinking about it as like a heroin garnish, more like a nice time garnish. Like it just accentuates yeah. the food. Like adds like a little lightness to it, but not necessarily like you're floating on sunshine. Right. Yeah. You, yeah. You just want a steady, solid support and you're like, oh, this is nice. And if you, you've been away for a while and you come home and you finally eat dinner in your own kitchen or dining room, once again, you're like, this is nice. I like this. Um, how do we, so how do we create this? I guess, I mean, it's gotta be comfortable. That's a really key part. Yeah, um, where? On so your you butt. think of a chair as yeah, it's, it's like the butt part, the back part, but the leg you know part. a chair could chair could have well, dinosaurs don't traditionally have arms. Some mm-hmm. do, some but we could have like an arm that's not necessarily like down around your sides. Like the arm could touch you anywhere theoretically. We have the technology. We do. You just have to be bold enough to want to use it. Uh huh. Where were you envisioning the arm touching you, Virgin? I mean. <laughs> It could be a thing where we let the user decide. So it's a very interactive experience. Uh-huh. <laughs> Somehow we've made this episode very dirty. <laughs> I don't know when that happened. I was thinking actually initially, like real talk, like I was thinking of like a nice tummy rub. Mm. Well, and then kind I, of a I said a thing and then uh, realized, yeah. yeah. Or like a, a scalp massage maybe. All of these things could be sensual under the right circumstances though. But you know what? If you want to fuck our chairs, I don't give a shit. It's your house. Like, Do what you it's want. It's sort of like a quote-unquote personal massager. Like, I'm sure originally they were made with, like, you know, very good intentions or, like, wholesome intentions by, you yeah. know, well... Victorian doctors who yeah. thought that feminine Little orgasms were Yeah, old-fashioned family men something. or something. Yeah. 
Yeah, and they're just like, you know, after a hard day at work, you might need to massage those shoulders. And then people co-opt it, but they keep the name. But the massage, the shoulder massager industry or whatever, the handheld massager industry is kind of a big industry. True. Yeah. I mean, definitely successful. Um, how are you envision? So what, like, um, I mean, cause it's nice. It's nice to get, receive affection, even if just from your chair. Um, it could, and I'm yeah, not even thinking like, like a, a snuggle. Yeah. Like, like, you know, a chair that like, it's nice to like get a hug. Um, and if you're kind of full, you're like, yeah, you want to like relax into it. What can we make a chair that like becomes more comfortable the more full you are? Because oh, I we think could. that's like, I mean, because the typical, you, when you get more full, you weigh more. So we yeah, have, right. we have a way to like I, I feel like this. this is a thing. Well, and yeah, and this whole idea of like, it's very, that standard image of like finishing Thanksgiving is like people loosening their belts. And it's yeah. like, when you're hungry, you're like sitting upright and you're looking good and all this other stuff. But then like you've eaten and you're like, oh, I just want to be a little more comfortable now that that's happened. So what happened, refresh my memory, like after a Thanksgiving meal, you, you loosen your belt and then do you lie there on the chair and interact with your family or do you like go somewhere else and you're like, well, I'm out of, I'm sick of you people now. <laughs> uh, depends on your family. But I think you try and lean back a little in your chair and continue to converse and drink more wine and all of that stuff. So maybe what we optimize is actually for that experience. Like it starts up, it's just like, oh yeah, it's a chair. I'm eating a good meal, you know, whatever. And then after the meal, that's when the chair hits you. And I mean, not phys- like not harshly, Bam. like with a hug, maybe, or some some gentle gesture, some relaxing, you know, evocation. How do we how do we do this? I guess. I mean, we could we could do it so that um, there's a certain like not like bungee cords, but some sort of suspension system where the he- the more you weigh, the more squishy it reacts. What's a new material we haven't worked a lot with? Hot new material. Um, we have not worked with carbon fiber, possibly okay. the fanciest of materials. Um, how much familiarity do you have with carbon fiber? Um, it sounds very fancy. I feel like I've definitely seen it on furniture and been like, ooh, but I don't know. Oh, really? Educate me. Okay. I didn't even know carbon fiber was used on furniture, but traditionally it's a material used by the aircraft industry because it's way stronger than steel, but also way lighter than steel. And in an aircraft, like lightness means more than anything. Um, and it's made with like a, a sort of plasticky fibers that get like woven together and then cooked in, in a special oven called an autoclave. Um, nowadays, they're also used in like Ferraris and Lamborghinis. So you use them to make cars, but it costs so much money that the cars end up being like incredibly expensive. And once you crash them, you basically need a new car. So there's that downside. But you're not going to crash a chair. That's true. Um, are, are we, is this going to make our chairs terribly expensive, though? Ooh, it might, but it'll make them real light. Okay. I mean, I mean, you can lift them with a finger. That I don't is know, cool. That's, but that's that pretty cool. It is really cool. It's a cool party trick, but I guess it, and, but yeah, cost might be prohibitive for a whole chair. Yeah. Okay. Let's go back to a more homely material then. It also is like a black, very racy, very like, um, aggressive look. Oh, didn't realize. Racy and aggressive. Like what you could do is like have the have the skeleton or the structure of it uh, with this lightweight material and then like parts of it are covered in like more you know warm fabrics and stuff like that so you like see like a glimmer of like the racy aircraft technology but then it's covered in the soft warmth of I'm like I'm going to need you to stop oh. saying the word racy It's <laughs> just a seductive uh. Material. I just remembered that my sister told me she listens to this podcast, and now I feel really bad. Oh, I'm sorry. I talked about hate fucking Adrian. 
Um, <laughs> Special shout out to Adrian. Oh, uh, um, uh, okay. Well, shoot. I think we're we've hit a wall on this one. Much like those Ferraris that break. The chair does get a little comfortable. It like reclines a little bit. It kind of flexes naturally. But maybe there's a, like a special additional yeah, hook. Yeah, because I'm not excited about this chair yet. It's fine. It's just a chair still. Right. It's, it's like an just all right a chair. chair. It's a nice chair. Like I'd probably buy it and it'd be fine. But like, yeah, it's missing that, that something that makes it exciting and makes it a good good. Yeah. All right. So are we against the personal massaging? No. You know what? Let's go there. Um, I think, I mean, that's something that I certainly haven't seen in any dining chairs to date. Um, how do we, how does a chair hug? How can we get a, a chair, chair to hug you? hugs, like think about like a person coming up behind you and you're sitting in this chair and they put your arms around you, let's say in a respectful place for the sake of your sister. And, and it's just like a nice warm hug by an old friend yeah. behind a chair for some reason. Uh-huh. That's kind of, that is nice. I mean, and I I like it, it is nice sometimes to receive a hug from behind when you know it's coming. Um because you know, like and there's no surprise aspect. You you're sitting down in this chair, you know what's up. Um also it's not a human, which I think takes out a lot of that like uncomfortable factor. Um, yeah, so we should definitely not give it fingers or anything like that. No. Cuz that'd be No. Kind of yeah, no right. fingers on chairs. You heard it here first. Um so, I, I mean, I guess and the obvious place to go here is chair arms, um, you know, or maybe like a bowl-shaped chair. That's kind of in right now. Um, oh, where the bo- like you're inside you. the bowl or like you're inside the Oh, no, like I was just thing? thinking, thinking um, you know, the, like the back of the chair kind of slopes down a bit and it's sort of a curve that you sit in. But see, here's my issue with, here's the thing about chair arms that I'm a little skeptical about, which is you just, you don't know the width of whoever will be sitting in your chair. Maybe they're thinner than that and it's like awkwardly loose. Maybe they're wider than that and they can't sit down in your chair. Like that seems very prescriptive to me. Yeah. I mean, I think ideally the way this would work is the arms would come up and they'd be like, you could, you could push them in and out. And then the next time you sat in, they remember that position. This is a little. <laughs> like they basically like hit your belly and they'd be like, okay, we can't go in more. This is like, you know, we've touched the bellies anth- the and anthrop- we're good. And the anthropomorphized language you're using does not make this any less of a horrific. I I mean, I, I keep coming back to this hug idea, but like not human. And imagine instead of arms, it's just like two pieces of material that are like cylinders, essentially, that are like cylinders that wrap the back of the, like that wrap the chair. Like they sort of like start like where your back is and they kind of go out to the sides and they go around and then they kind of like close in when you're when you're ready for them. Like a uh, like when you're getting on a roller coaster. No, those slide down. This is like more an around action. It is similar to the analogy of the person behind you. Can you describe this in a way that doesn't make it sound like a torture device? Um. It doesn't squeeze tight enough to ever cause harm, first of all. It's very soft, very padded. Um, <laughs> Somehow these reassurances still leave me unnerved. Okay, okay, fine, fine. I think we can try something that's a little bit more modern-ish. In that instead of relying on like big pieces of material to simulate a hug we use the power of vibration technology to like, it's just like a small like, like like little almost wire like thing that just sort of comes around. It just kind of sneaks in, slinks in. And then you're just like, Oh, there's like a gentle vibration on my belly. 
Buzz, buzz. <laughs> yeah, you know, I, I feel like a jerk for shooting down all your ideas. Let's explore the vibration. Don't just do it for pity. You have to feel <laughs> it. You have to believe in it. I'm feeling the buzz. Uh, <laughs> is that your simulation of a buzz noise or a growl? And also the rumbling of your full stomach. Yeah, I mean, what I'm trying to do here is simulate a belly rub after a big meal. More than a hug, I guess. And a belly rub is like, you can have intimate belly rubs, probably. and But most belly rubs are pretty platonic, right? I think. So there's nothing sexual going on here. For most people, yeah. Yeah, for most people. I mean, people. you know. Um, fuck it, let's make it. No, no, know. no. Okay, Is it fair okay. To... You obviously don't like it. I just, I just, uh, as CTO, I don't think we're going to perform super well next episode when we look back at this product. But yeah, also, yeah, we do got to get our numbers up. It's been like 45 minutes and we have a chair that vibrates. But vibrates from the front. Who's doing that? <laughs> it vibrates from the front. I don't know how to save this. Fine, the chair jacks you off. We're done. Uh, this has been good goods. <laughs> yeah, whatever. This. this show sucks. Don't tell anyone about it. <laughs> oh, don't. The Good Goods Chair. Need to relax after a hard, long day? Just enjoyed a big meal? No one else is in the room. Lean back and relax in the chair that hugs you back, but like totally appropriately. The Good Goods Chair. It's not for hand jobs. It's chill. It's a good good.